Welcome to the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Wick. Oh, man. <laughs> That's twice. I know. You also said official podcast. Oh, so my gosh. All right. Let's do this again. Yeah, I'm ready. Welcome to the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Mickles. You sure are. And with me... Nick Gunning. Is Nick Gunning. That's right. Just so everyone knows, this is actually our second attempt at our uh, podcast this week. Oh, don't tell him that. We recorded our podcast, and then uh, the computer went down, and we couldn't retrieve it. Yeah. All right, so (laughs) podcast episode two, round two. Yeah. That's what this is. All right. Let's start talking about everything we already talked about yeah. last time. And then, keep it real. Keep it fresh. Yeah. Where's our bookmark? What are you reading? Me. Yeah. Me. Okay. Well, let me or tell you. Or what you just read. No. I'm no? Not, I'm, no, I will tell you. I will tell you. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm still working my way through We Were the Mulvaney's. Yeah. As I was last week. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I'm still I'm getting deeper into it. You know, I'm about, I don't know, probably 40% done. Okay. It's good. It's good. Like it's different from uh, some of the other stuff I read by her. So that book club's coming up. So I'm I'm enjoying that. I finished Jack of Spades, which I was reading last. Stephen time. King. No, that's okay. Hearts in Atlantis. Oh my gosh! All right. No, Jack of Spades is a, is another Joyce Carol Oates. It's a, her most recent fiction. That was the one that was too dark. Yes, it was too dark. <laughs> okay. It was. Well, I mean, it's the, it's the story is about a guy who's is a well established. You know, everybody loves him. Kind of murder mystery writer. Yeah. And he has this secret uh-huh. pseudonym, uh, Jack of Spades. Right. And the Jack of Spades books are dark and disturbing, and like yeah. no one knows, not his family, not anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, as these start to sort of unravel, he kind of, the character kind of becomes more and more the Jack of Spades persona. And it just, I don't know, something about the way that he, his mind sort of starts to go is just, yeah. it's really creepy. Yeah. And it's just like you put it down and you're like, ah, oh, I had to yeah. stop reading it before bed because it, it actually gave me a nightmare. Wow. So it's good though. I mean it's okay. well written. It was it was definitely thrilling. I mean it was like, you know, page turner, but it was a little on the dark side. Yeah. So what I just learned from you yeah. is that you're kind of a baby. Uh... <laughs> no, you don't have to answer that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I plead the fifth. Okay. Uh, I'm also well I just I've been reading some of our new graphics that that we just got in. Uh, yeah. I finished just last night the uh, Kevin Smith Kevin Smith's first Green Arrow book, Quiver. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. I haven't read a lot of Green Arrow. Um, I watched the TV show, but it's very different from the Arrow that I've known from, yeah. you know. Uh, so it was kind of neat to see the kind of classic take on Green Arrow again. It was good. It was it was good, and it was also super... You've read it, right? Yeah, I it read it a long time ago. It has some super weird elements yeah. of it. I mean, they got Morpheus from Sandman magic things, and yeah. Yeah, a lot of crazy it's stuff going down. So that was good. Yeah. I just started... So what I'm currently reading, to answer yeah. your question... <laughs> Is uh, the Jeff Johns Shazam Shazam first volume, right? And I really like it. Yeah, you know, it started very classic, and then it's sort of like, no, we're not going to do that, and goes goes in a different direction yeah. with like Billy Batson and the different characters. So, yeah. uh, it's good. It's I think you'll like it. So you okay. should read it when I'm done. Billy Batson uh-huh. in the first thing of Shazam is recording a podcast. So, what? I know that's I know. relevant to me meta. as that, a person. You know, that was kind of one of the cool things about that book because I've I've read a lot of like old classic Shazam. You know, mm-hmm. there's some really there's some cheesy stuff about it, but but in the old one, the, the character was always like he had his own like child radio show, so they updated it to be a podcast. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, that's so, ridiculous. Anyway, so that that's it for me. Okay. How about you? I just finished reading Armada by Ernest Klein. Oh yeah, yeah, he, sci-fi. Yeah, he wrote uh, Ready Player One, uh-huh. which was a big hit. And oh, you loved that one. I did. I loved it. It was great. 
a bunch of a uh, bunch of kids trying to win a contest in a virtual reality game. They have to have all these '80s pop culture, and I'm not even into like '80s pop culture uh-huh. that much. But like, this was great. I, I think this is the plot to The Wizard. Yeah, it's the basically movie, the, movie, the, movie, yeah. the Wizard. Yeah, now we're playing with power. <laughs> um, is Fred Savage in it? Just just so no, no, no. Sorry, they couldn't get him. No, well, Ben, ben course, Savage is very interesting. He's in it. He, he's super interesting. No, he's he's white hot again with Girl Meets World. Oh, he's that's too true. busy. They don't. Yeah. Unless they're going to bring back the uh, the Wonder Years, I think Fred Savage is probably yeah. free. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, uh, Armada, not so good. Oh, very. Uh, it's a lot simpler, but it doesn't uh, doesn't equal a better story. <laughs> and it, it acts like it's going to be kind of subversive and like uh, throw this concept of a geek being recruited because he's a good video gamer uh, oh. to. Uh, fight this alien invasion. You think that, there's going to be... That's, that's the sh- last Starfighter. Well, it's also sort of Shades of Ender's game. Right, though. and you think you think he's going to do something with that that you're not expecting, yeah. and then he doesn't. He it's just, just that story. Okay. And so, yeah, it's not that good. Uh, hopefully his third book will be better. But right now, man, I'm reading Adrift by Paul Griffin. Oh. I just started it. They just started going adrift. Actually, they just got in the boat. Um, <laughs> oh, this is the one where they're like they're lost at sea. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, five teens to get lost at sea. Right now, I'm at a part where one girl was out uh, wind sailing at uh-huh. night, stormy weather and everything, and her friends and these two guys go out to go help her. And mm-hmm. the two guys are like these uh, more urban city kids. They're, they're poorer. These the other kids are rich. Um, and so our heroes, the two kids that we're following, they know a lot more about this stuff than the, the rich kids. Oh, so this, this is a new YA book. Yeah, this is a new YA book. We, okay. we just got it in our collection, cool. and it looked cool. It looks short. It's reading quickly, so mm. I thought I'd pick it up and give it a try. I love any kind of castaway stories. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. Yeah, like Robert Redford's uh, All's Lost. Oh, I love that movie. That is so good. Uh, if you guys haven't watched All's Lost with Robert Redford, watch it. It's intense. No dialogue, but you will be... Uh, on the edge of your couch? Captivated, would you say? <gasps> it would be like dull and stupid, just like Bobby yeah. Redford out on a boat. But yeah. it's 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 great. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get on my case now. Okay. Because I haven't actually started it. But it I'm well, I'm carrying it because it's my lunch book. You're it's, the one who started this segment. Okay. <laughs> guys, I want I want I wish you guys could see this the picture of this book. Uh, it's called The Dinosaur Lords. It sure is. By Victor Milan. It is on the cover is a knight with a javelin. Riding what is basically a velociraptor. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't even need a title. George R.R. Martin calls it, says, it's like a cross between Jurassic Park and Game of Thrones. (laughs) I am all over this. Is this your fan fiction? Is that that what this is? Your your JP Game of Thrones fan fiction? (laughs) Boy, Eric, you sure are cool. (laughs) Thanks, T-Rex. Can I ride you? Why not? No, I can't can't wait to start this thing. I've, I've been looking for, like, good dinosaur fiction. Forever, I know, I know. That sounds stupid, but outside—I've literally never heard that sentence in my life. Okay, outside of Jurassic Park, there are like no good dinosaur books. It, no, it's true. Like I remember when I was a kid. Don't, please don't make me bring up Dinotopia because I'll okay, be like, Dinotopia is cool, but like nothing like Jurassic Park came out, Dinotopia came out, and nothing else came out. So like when I was a kid, I had the first two Jurassic Park books, yeah. and I had that Megamorphs of animorphs where they go back in time and morph into dinosaurs <laughs> and that was awesome but yeah most of the time you have to get uh either self-published which isn't a knock on self-published but it's still it, it's it's a lot of times like the dinosaurs are now flying spaceships and stuff it's like <laughs> that's not what i want i want yeah dinosaurs interacting with people how dinosaurs would this looks cool i mean look at it's all like kind of sketchy and uh yeah, I, I yeah but like 
like charcoal sketch of dinosaurs. Yeah. That looks cool. Plus, I think they have feathers, so it's going to be scientifically accurate. Sure. As scientifically accurate as a, a knight riding a velociraptor. Oh, speaking be. of feathers, I forgot to mention the other book I'm reading. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called uh, Thinning the Turkey Herd. But, <laughs> no, that's, that's not funny. True. You know, I got to say, after we talked so much about Thinning the Turkey Herd, we did a display here in the library yeah. of all the Jimmy Flannery books. And, yeah. and I thought, somebody's totally going to check this out. Yeah. But they didn't. Yeah. Even just to prove us wrong. And, None of the yeah. none of the Jimmy Flannery. We have a lot of. His we do. Books, though. We have quite a few, and and, and yeah. nobody took them. I think so. we were a little too honest in our. We probably review. were, but I thought you know maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah. But still, the, those books were probably more Googled <laughs> after the podcast than they've yeah, ever been in the history of their publication. That's probably true. Yeah. You have fifty searches. Yeah. I mean, I what? It, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't handle anymore. No. Thinning the turkey. Area. No, 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 no. Yeah. The the people can't handle it either. Yeah. So. All right. You you want you want to say anything before we go on to news, book releases, and stuff? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think I covered all my stuff. All right. I'm gonna vote that we change the name from news and literature to news, book releases, and stuff. Well, wow. <laughs> now, <laughs> do you have the authority to do that? I don't know. Uh, I I have about sixty forty power here. Whoa. Yeah. This, this is news to me. Yeah. I have to talk to my agent. Uh, bad news. No. I'm your agent. Darn it. Yeah, sorry, man. Why I couldn't, I I couldn't sign get a deal. that contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you signed anything I put I in front know, of you. I really did. Yeah. Well, well. All right, so news and stuff and things and stuff. Is that <laughs> oh, what you don't, don't you change the title sorry. now. You don't have the authority. No, you're right. Oh, wait till I talk to your agent. I'm going to change 40% of that title so fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, so these are the books that are coming out September 1st. All right. Um, and we got a lot of books coming out September 1st. So hopefully you guys hear some of your favorite authors and are surprised. We've got Purity. It's a novel by Jonathan Franzen. Oh. It comes out. We just did, well, not just. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we did a book club on um, uh, the corrections. The okay. Corrections, yeah. Which I got to say, I, I hated. I hated the corrections. Ooh. But I loved his, his follow-up to that, which was Freedom. I thought that was really good. Hey. Yeah, so. this is the one the, the uh, summary mentions, too. It says a magnum opus from our... Morally complex times from the author of Freedom. Yeah, so they go. don't bring up corrections. They don't. Well, I think I, corrections was had a whole scandal about it because it was an Oprah book club selection. But then Franzen was like, "I don't want that. Take that off." And it was a whole oh. ordeal. So, mm. all right. So, Purity, a novel by Jonathan Franzen, I think September first. It's, it's a big, like, sweeping, like, family saga. Purity or Freedom. Purity. Okay. I think is what I read about that one. So that's kind of different. Yeah. And the other one's Corrections deals with the family, but I think this is like a multi-generational. Well, this goes on and that for a long time, but the, the sentence I see says, enter the Germans. Wow. Period. Okay. All well, right. That's all we need. Just yeah. a little tantalizing tidbit there. So this is probably going to be like a, a controversial book when it comes out. Uh, September 1st, The Girl in the Spider's Web. It's a Lisbeth Salander novel. Continuing, uh, oh, it's like Stig Larson's. Yes, continuing his Millennium series, but he's not writing it. It's uh, David Lagerkrantz. I think didn't he die? I think that he died. Okay, yeah, but still, I it's a new stuff. So yeah. we'll see if people like it or if they hate is it. This, this is like this would be book four, right? Yeah, this is book four. Okay. It's the yeah, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. I haven't read those. Oh, okay. Have you read them? No, I haven't seen the movies or anything. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, I guess this is number four of that series. So whether or not people like it. We'll find out September 1st. Yeah. This is actually coming out September 4th. I don't know why it's coming out three days after, but this is how Disney does it. Aftermath, Star Wars, Journey to Star Wars, The Force Awakens Ooh, boy. by Chuck Wendang. I had to take a rest in the middle of that title. Yeah. All right. Ready? Colons. Okay. Count. <laughs> count. Colon count. Colon count. Ready? Colon roundup, everyone. Aftermath. 
One. Colon. Star Wars. Colon. Dose. Journey to Star Wars. Colon. That's three. The Force Awakens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just not down with this new like. We're gonna wipe away the whole expanded universe and start with the thing. I'm yeah. just. I don't know. I haven't been able to get interested in that. I'm just such a to fan. non for uh, non Star Wars fans. Sure. The expanded universe is uh, all the Star Wars fiction that is out there that isn't the movies. Yeah. That after the movies came out, people started writing books, comics, video games, oh, and all yeah. that stuff counts as the expanded universe. But then Disney bought uh, the Star Wars licensing, and now they're doing uh, their own expanded universe. So yeah. the old stuff is now not as well, applicable. I get it. I mean, the the, the books the they books, were all over the place. Well, they were. I mean, from. but they also they mapped out the history for like the next sixty yeah, years. Yeah, Disney so, wants to make any movies you know, after Return of the Jedi unless they, they have wanted to, to specifically it. adopt a novel. I know. I just you know, there's characters that are that are original to that who have yeah. sort of become iconic Star Wars characters like yeah. Mara Jade, Mara Jade's gone, Talon Card, and all that stuff. So yeah. I just I don't know. I hope that they somehow like creep back in there. You know, as kind of even a different version of them. Sure. I don't know. Well, this takes place between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Mm. So now you can see what happens mm-hmm. if you care. Man, Harrison Ford looks old in that trailer. Oh boy, he's actually he he downloaded our podcast last week. Oh no! He sent me an email oh, saying Harrison. he loved it, guys. Oh no! Don't don't you ever edit any comments oh, you make about no. me out though, because I want to hear them all, no matter how honest they are. He You're gonna does, hurt though. I mean, <laughs> what it, really download our podcast? No, he definitely <laughs> does that. But no, he just look like the Star Wars trailer's going, and then he shows up, and he's like, "Here we are." Yeah, like is that Yoda? Oh my yeah. gosh, no, it's Harrison Ford. Yeah. That's not where you want to be. <laughs> Yeah, well, when you get to 800 years old... I know, yeah. Look as good you will. Yeah. I think the crystal skull aged him, probably. Yeah, aged him by another 20 years. Uh, I'm sure he's asking his agent to just let him lie down and stop filming. He's going to go back and make... He's he's just reviving all of his classics, probably. So next is going to be like Hollywood Homicide 2. Yeah. I feel like it's rough... When you when you've gotten that far and you're an actor, because yeah. then like your old movies are still out there, yeah. people can watch them and be like, "Man, he used to be good looking." Yeah. And, all this. and then you you can't watch his new stuff. Wow, we are great. really we are thrashing Harrison Ford here. I love Harrison Ford. I do too. I feel Man, bad let's about watch Air this. Force One. Do you want to? Uh, that would not be the pick. You I don't think. like Air Force One. I mean, oh, it's so good. Yeah, get off my plane. Get off my plane. Yeah, yeah. and then the CGI plane crash. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> that's oh, um. Yeah, that's not a Jack Ryan book. No, it's not. But it's... Okay. It does kind of feel like a Jack Ryan. Yeah, it does. All right. Uh, September 1st. Uh, it's a YA book. Queen of Shadows. It's the fourth Throne of Glass book by Sarah Moss. It, it's got like this very pale-looking girl on it. White hair. <laughs> it's a sword. It's supposed to be like the Game of Thrones for the YA market. Oh, good. So... I can't... I don't know. Fantasy. I just can't. Throne of Glass. Instead of... Uh, Throne of Swords, mm-hmm. Throne of Blades, like mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. E- either, Those either, are brittle. That's brittle. either a, a Throne of Blades or a Throne of Glass. I'm yeah. not going to want to sit on either. No, just you, give me you, a, don't, you don't want to bring glass to a sword me, fight. Give me a Throne of Mahogany yeah. with a cushion seating. Yeah, I'll sit on that. Yeah, I will you want fight to the death. For lumbar that support. Yeah, <laughs> you let me sit on that uncomfortable throne. Yeah. No, it's mine. You start to sound a little bit like Harrison Ford. Oh my gosh, needing your comfort. No more. No more. Harrison, we love you. September 1st, another YA book. The Fate of Ten. Uh, this is a Lorianne Legacies by uh, oh. Pitticus Lore. Pitticus Lore. This is uh, part of the series that was started with I Am Number Four. Yeah. So I haven't read any of these books, but but the movie looked cool. We watched the movie and it was not cool. Not cool, yeah. Not cool at all. Uh, so. I, uh, I have a sister who watches a lot of like YA films when they come out. I don't yeah. remember her being so thrilled about it. Yeah. So. I, well, I think it kind of 
wasn't done. There's no, I don't know what the second book's called, but I don't think they're making any more of those movies. I don't think they're making more of the movies. This yeah. is like, the, this is the sixth and second to last, so they're going to be seven books in total oh, in the summary, okay. unless you know, they right. keep selling more. That's fewer than Captain Underpants. <laughs> Pitticus Lore. That's a name. It's I a great like name. It. Yeah, Pitticus. Oh, hey, this is more for me than you. Okay. Uh, the Walking Dead, Volume 24, Life nice. and Death is coming out by Robert Kirkman. That is 24 volumes of zombies walking around. Of a monthly series. Yeah. So that's past 100 issues and everything. 100 issues happened like two or three volumes ago. I can't. The gore, I just can't. Yeah, they're pretty gory comics. I um I started it back when it first came out. I picked up the first trade. Uh, so I've been reading it since like 2006. Since before it was cool. Yeah, I that's true. But now it's kind of at the point where it's like, I've read 23 of these comics, and I'm or 23 of these volumes. I'm ready. To, I'm kind of ready to be done. He, You're in it to win it now, though. The, the goal he he had stated when he first started it was he wanted to do a, a, a zombie story that didn't end. It no. wasn't going to be like you know. Stop it wasn't going to be. It wasn't going to be a two-hour movie. Right. They survive part of the zombie apocalypse yeah. in credits. He wants to see what happens as the zombie apocalypse keeps going. And what yeah. goes on pat after the credits. Well, it certainly sounds like it's keeping going. Yeah. Well, it, it's been cool for a while. Now it's just like maybe we could roll the credits. Yeah. But you know, it's uh, the the show usually uh, gets more viewers than Sunday Night Football. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know I big groups it's... of people who get together and watch it. Yeah. And love they just it. released uh, the spinoff series on TV. Oh, Fear, Fear the, the Walking Dead. Dead right? Heard it's, it's not a, so it's good. A lame but title. Also, I didn't love. I don't love the show that's on oh, now either. All right. So uh, September first, The Shepherd's Crown. Well, you were uh, kidding when you said there's a lot of these. Tiffany Arking. This is the last Discworld series. I don't series. trust any book written by someone named Tim- Tiffany. No, it's. Uh, that's the character oh. in it. The the writer is Terry Pratchett, oh. who passed away a That's few true. months ago. This is his last. This is the last Discworld novel. Oh, so it's kind of sad for uh, people who've been reading Discworld forever. Yeah, this is it. D- is it any kind of like ending? I mean, does it? I mean, the summary makes it sound like it's ending. No, oh. I wonder how much finality is actually in it. Yeah, I, I saw on Twitter some people talking about it. They thought they were ready to read it. They get like a, a chapter in, and they're just like, I can't do it. Yeah. And I, I feel that way. Uh, yeah. I haven't read Micro by Michael Crichton because I can't. I, I don't want to yeah. have no more new Michael Crichton to read. Yeah. It's rough when a, a favorite author dies. Yeah. He, he was a huge name in fantasy. Um, Pratchett? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what? The Discworld novels are like 20 yeah. books or something. Yeah, yeah. More. Yeah, no, we have a million of them here. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. When, when he died, we did a big display of all his books yeah. here. It was a lot. Yeah. All right. Undercover, a novel by Danielle Steele. This isn't part of a series or anything. I guess that's the thing you do when it's not part, when you're known for writing like series and stuff. Any book that you don't isn't part of your series. You have to put a novel. Yeah. So. Well, I don't think she does. She write series. I don't Daniel think she Steele. Does. Hmm. I think they're standalones. Yeah. Well, I don't know why she's using a novel then. I don't know. <laughs> it's actively confusing me. Yeah. All right. This is the last one I got. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, the Solomon Curse. It's a Sam and Raimi Fargo adventure uh, by Clive Cussler and Russell Blake. No. Oh. So, you know what? I feel like I've read something by Russell Blake. Or maybe I just have written the name Russell down lately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It happens. Okay. He must have read so- he must have written something I've read. I don't know. Could be. I yeah. mean, a lot of times well, the co-authors are authors in their yeah. own right. So. so this is the new Fargo adventure by uh, Clive Cussler. Yeah. So you, you've talked to me about how Clive Cussler's books, always the covers always look like something you want oh, to read. Oh, yeah, it does. It's always yes. like a plane going down in flames yeah. into a tornado or something. It's like a plane with swastikas right. on fire so this one has, crashing uh, into a Mayan ruin. Yeah, this one has <laughs> like, it's this lost castle, there's some jungle, 
huge tidal wave just come and crashing over it. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, that's all, that's all it is. Though I have never read a Clive Kessler. So. I have read yeah. The Mediterranean Caper, and I <laughs> kind of liked that, it. Is that Dirk Pitt? Yeah, that's the first one. Okay. It was okay. The problem was yeah. it was so sexist. <laughs> I, and I don't mean like... It's old, though. I mean, it's an old... Right. But see, like, 70s, this isn't even like the... Oh, this isn't like they, they didn't know better back then. This is this is bad. <laughs> it's just aggressively sexist. Yeah. he. I mean, he, oh, he smacks a woman because she's wow. sad about... So the woman in Mediterranean Caper is complaining about her dead husband and yeah. how much she misses him. And so Dirk slaps her and says, don't you know, your love belongs to the world now. And then he kisses her, and they make love on the beach. Oh, my gosh. More like jerk pit. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard. I would read The Muppets Mediterranean Caper in a heartbeat. Oh, my gosh. That would be great. Oh, my gosh. Let's call Jim Henson's people right now. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's what I have. You right. have uh, the books that were like just announced. Yes, I have our confirmation report here of things we have coming down. So these are coming down uh, a couple of months from now, but this yeah. is the first notification of yeah. their their publication and their date. Yeah. So we got we got a couple exciting okay, things. Okay, come on. Here. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. I got a favorite <laughs> author in there. Well, uh, I got uh, Mitch Album. I don't know if you read any of his. No. Tuesdays with Maury is kind of what got oh. him going. Hey. Um, I read I read three Tuesdays with Maury's nonfiction, and then he has um, Five People You Meet in Heaven, which is, was I think was his first like actual fiction novel, right. which I liked. I thought that was pretty good. And yeah. Then there was For One More Day. I didn't like that. Okay. And then there's been a couple of fiction, a couple of nonfiction in between. But he's got this, a new one coming out. Yeah. This is a this is a fiction. It's a novel called The Magic Strings of Frankie Presto. Okay. So odd title. I don't know. Yeah. I want to say I'm on board, but I might be lying. Yeah. That's coming out uh, November 10th. <sighs> Of this year. Okay. So we'll have a new Mitch album in a couple of months. Cool. Uh, we also have a new Mary Higgins Clark. Hey, all right. So she's prolific. Yeah, she's not Carol still. Higgins Clark. No, no. We did a book club on Carol Higgins Clark uh, in December, called, her first Reagan Riley mystery called Decked, and it wasn't great. Okay. It wasn't great. So I don't know how she compares to Mary Higgins Clark. But the, All right, you, you explained this to me uh, when we did the podcast the first time yeah. and it got crashed, but right. who's the mother and who's the daughter? Mary Higgins Clark is the mother. Okay. Like, Carol Higgins Clark is a daughter. Right. They have a series of Christmas books that they write together. Okay, and it's like it, they're they're terrible. I gotta say they're <laughs> they're really bad. Wow, I've read two of them, and yeah. they, you might bad. not be their target. Actually, I, you might be because you read a lot of Christmas books. I I do. Like Christmas I comes do. around, and you're Christmas like, give me a book a about a dog that needs a home on Christmas Day. <laughs> I wish I could refute that, but it's so true. <laughs> it is so true. Yeah. Uh, Christmas with Tucker. If anyone's looking for a good Christmas dog book, that's the one. <laughs> They mix all of they mix the Reagan Riley characters from Carol Higgins Clark, mm-hmm. and then they mix like the Carol the Mary Higgins Clark characters in. Yeah. It's just it's like forty people going on like a cruise, mm-hmm. and Chris they're terrible. Okay, so but I've never read a classic Mary Higgins Clark, right. so, so I don't you, know. You you think Mary Higgins Clark is the better writer? Well, that's my understanding. Right. I haven't read her, and then I mean, she almost have to so be. You, so we're thinking <laughs> uh, the talent skipped a generation with Carol yeah, Higgins sure. Clark. So probably Joyce. Higgins Clark is going to be the best writer we, <laughs> yeah, we get. If she next. exists, yeah. if you're listening, uh, yeah. Well, this is interesting though because it's not it's not just Mary Higgins Clark. It's um, this book that's coming out is called All Dressed in White, and it's the second Under Suspicion novel. Hmm. The first one, Cinderella Murder, came out a couple years ago now, I think. Mm-hmm. Very popular, but they're co-written with Alifair Burke. She's got she has her own series, but she's also the daughter of James Lee Burke, who okay. who writes. Um, 
very popular crime author. This is Seven Degrees of uh, Jonathan Franzen. I guess it? so. Franzen. Franzen? Yeah. Oh, no wonder I can't win Seven Degrees. No, you can't. You'll never win. <laughs> so, uh, All Dressed in White, the second of the Under Suspicion novels, that's coming out November 17th. We've mm. got a new one by Robert Crace, I want to say. I'm oh, not sure. And you got I'm on not my sure case how to say it. Well, I'm saying I don't know how to say yeah. it. This is called The Promise. And this takes two of his series, the Elvis Cole series and the Joe Pike, and like puts them together. Nice. This is called The Promise. That's coming out uh, October 10th. So, oh, uh, I wasn't going to do any more, but I got to mention this next one because it's Clive Cussler. Yes. Yeah. This one's called The Pharaoh's Secret. Okay. This when, is, when is that coming out? This is coming out in November. So, but it's also, got, it's also with a co author. He's got one coming out in September. And then yeah. two months later, he's got one coming out. He's got out another one coming out, yeah. This one, The Pharaoh's Secret, it's one of the Numa files. It's, it's okay. a, a Kurt Austin novel. So, yeah. again, I haven't read those. So maybe they're good. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But one thing, you can, you can take this right to the bank. The uh-huh. cover is going to be spectacular. <laughs> it's going to be great. What's it called? <laughs> Pharaoh's Secret. It's, it's going to have like a Zeppelin yeah. like, crashing into train tracks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the yeah. train derails. Yeah. It's the Great Sphinx. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's that's all my advance notices. Um, actually, this is also a good part to uh, to throw in. If you guys do want to contact us, yeah. if you want to comment, uh, give some suggestions, if uh, any segments we uh, throw out there you want more of or less of. You want of, to defend Harrison Ford, yeah, Clive Cussler, or Jimmy Flannery, <laughs> yeah. please. Email us at wellsville at stls.org. STLS, yep, Southern Tier Library. Or system. tweet us at... D.A. Howe Library. Yeah, tweet us at D.A. Howe yep. Library or uh, go on our Facebook page yeah. and leave a comment. Yep. Um, hopefully it's an appropriate comment. We'll get, <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. We'd love to hear some feedback. We'll, yeah. we'll bring it or up. Or come into the library and... Uh, yeah, drop it in the Put it in the suggestion box Absolutely. or something. Yeah. Don't, don't come find us and just yell in our face <laughs> about how we offended you and Harrison Ford. <laughs> right. I met Harrison Ford and he was an angel. You, sir, are no Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's true. Um, hey, can I talk about the Hugo Awards? Oh, I know. Well, I just got to throw this out because this is literary. So the Hugo Awards are considered to be the most prestigious science fiction award um, in the sci-fi community. I can't Uh, contest that. (laughs) They they just happened. A lot of um, Hugo Awards actually end up being one of the few awards that affect book sales a lot of times. Really? If a book has a Hugo winner best novel, the chances of it selling more are much more likely. And it tends to be required in libraries. Ender's Game is a Hugo winner. A lot of uh, the big sci-fi books are that you know yeah. from like the classic era are probably Hugo. I guess that kind of makes sense because there's, I mean, there's so many, there's so much sci-fi output, and mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, it, it's hard to find the really good stuff. So right. if you have a, if you have somebody saying yes, we as yep. a fan community lift this up. I mean, that's that's a good uh, indication that it's going to be good. Yeah. Well, this year the winner for best novel of the Hugo Awards is The Three Body Problem by, oh boy, Sizen. Lao, <laughs> and it's been translated by Ken Lao. Oh, it's uh, wait, they're both last name Lao. Yeah, oh. I don't know if they're related. Maybe uh, Sizen and Ken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next segment, our okay. segment of the week. Yeah, our author spotlight. Yeah. This week's author spotlight is. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder why we picked Michael Crichton. Okay, we picked Michael Crichton because I wanted to pick Michael Crichton. That's true. Because if yeah. we're going to do an author spotlight, I want to pick my favorite author. Yeah. I mean, Jurassic World just came out. It's the yeah. highest-grossing movie of the year. Yeah. It made more than a billion dollars. It's the third highest-grossing movie of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I better not talk too much about Jurassic Park um, <laughs> and how much I love it. Look but at that. I mean, we just yourself. we just talked. I just mentioned Micro and yeah. other stuff. Also. 
on the New York Times bestsellers list. Yeah, this is crazy to me. Um, they had like their nine, you know, the, the first nine books were all normal books. It was like Girl on the Train. And it was gray. Mm-hmm. Number 10 was Michael Crichton's State of Fear, State of Fear. which came out in 2004. But so it's now weird. on the top 10 New York Times bestsellers list again. And I, I think the only reason I can see it being there is because it's about climate change. And that's yeah. a big topic. And there probably isn't a lot of uh, fiction with hard science. Yeah, Michael Crichton uh, passed away in 2008. Uh, throat cancer. Very sad for me because yeah. I uh, he he kind of he got me back into reading because I had stopped reading for a few years, and I remember being at work one time and this I was talking to one of my coworkers and I could not remember a word. I can't remember what it is now, but like I was I was stuck in sentence because I couldn't remember this medium sized word, mm-hmm. and I just realized like my vocabulary and my intelligence is dropping because <laughs> I have not been reading. Yeah, and. So I went to this book sale, and they had State of Fear. Uh-huh. And I was like, I liked Michael Crichton, the stuff I had read, yeah. basically the first two Jurassic Park books. Right. So I was like, I'll give it a try. And it was great. And then I read, it just got me reading again. Mm-hmm. He was kind of the, uh, I don't know, forefather uh, is the right word, but he kind of pushed techno-thriller oh, yeah. into the public. No, I think that's right. I mean, he's the one who, who made that a thing. Yeah. I think without Michael Crichton, we wouldn't have that term, I mean, thriller. I mean, maybe really... maybe there were, like, harder sci-fi writers who were doing techno-thrillers, yeah. but he definitely made it, like, a popular subject. Uh, there's a reason his books were in so many airports, but it yeah. was, like, it was nice because <laughs> his, his, it was... Not airframe, probably. Right, probably not, not airframe. They, they kept that up. But it was yeah. nice because, like... He was a writer that would be in airports, but you always knew it was going to be more a media read. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that that he does so well, I think, is those books do not, they don't go easy on the science. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, the science is a big aspect of that. Yeah. And that, you know, in, in the hands of a less skilled writer, I think you'd get to those parts and be like, oh, God. Yeah. But they just, it yeah. feels like part of the story. Well, you know? he, like he, always, he, to... he uses the science and uses it in such weird ways that we're not doing. Yeah. But we could. I remember, I mean, in Jurassic Park, yeah. he talks about how John Hammond, before he started cloning dinosaurs, he cloned a mini, like, mouse-sized elephant <laughs> that sneezed. Yeah. And I was I'm like... glad that wasn't ported into the movie. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because I think that's something that developed over time. I read just one of his real early... His second book published, I think, called Scratch One. Right. So... Which is... Uh, uh, before he was writing under the name Michael Crichton, he was writing under the name John Lang. Yeah, this was... And this was a, There's some Jeffrey Hudson's... That, well, Scratch no. One is kind of a spy novel, right. okay. really. But, you know, that has no science at all. It's right. just so straightforward. And when you read the later stuff, it's got a good balance of, um, of the science and the characters. Mm-hmm. For our first book club here at the library, we read The Andromeda Strain. Right. And that was, that was the first one he published under the Michael Crichton name. Yeah, and that huge. one is like it's almost it's almost too much science, not enough character. You know, it's okay. It's sure. like, have you read it? Yeah, I read it in Drama Story. Okay, That's I just great. I just found. I mean, there's so many like graphs and charts. Yeah, and, you know, it's really the characters are just kind of there to to get you through the story. I don't yeah. really feel like that's a that's a criticism he he kind of carried on. Uh, like, his, I like, read this book career. somewhat recently, and I couldn't, for the life of me, tell you a name of a character in that book. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there was uh, older scientists. Old, yeah, yeah. There was lady scientists. Yeah. I think there was younger scientists. Yeah. And there was the scientist who saved the day. I don't think there's a lady scientist in the book. No, there is. In there the is movie, it? In the movie. Oh. Yeah. Wow. There's just yeah, four they, dudes yeah. hanging out underground trying to get rid of an yeah. alien strain. Yeah, have you seen the movie? The original? I haven't. You haven't? No. Oh. It's it's a little slow, Here's the but bit. it's actually it's pretty good. We screened it down in the auditorium afterwards. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I've read 
basically all of his fiction, mm-hmm. except for his John Lang stuff. Yeah. So I've read all the Michael Crichton fiction, but I haven't seen most of the movies. Partly because if, if you take out the Jurassic Park films, yeah. it's hard to name a good Michael Crichton film. Yeah, that's, that's uh, fair enough. Though uh, Rising Sun was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, I think, well, I mean, I've seen Andromeda Strain. I saw the two Jurassic Parks, but I don't... Yeah, well, okay. I, but I wouldn't even say that The yeah. Lost World is an adaptation of The Lost World book. What? It's it has so many uh, it so many does, things from the book. Like, they, and the first book. It's like inspired by, not, not no, a No, they, they've anyway, got the copy scene. I also okay. saw Disclosure. With, okay, uh, with Michael Douglas. With my, oh, I, speaking of Michael Douglas, just recently, my wife and I, we picked up a, a Blu-ray of Coma. By have you seen, Michael have you seen Coma? No, I haven't. It's, uh, no, it's not, but he directed it. No, this it. is the weird thing. The book is written by Robin Cook, mm-hmm. who does he does more like they both have these medical backgrounds, so mm-hmm. they're kind of they're compared, I think, a lot. Robin Cook's books tend to be more like not not medical thrillers, but that type of science. Right. More like biology based huh. science. Anyway, he wrote the book, but then Crichton adapted it for the screen yeah. and directed it. Yeah. So it's Michael Crichton and uh, Genevieve Bujold and it's uh that was, that was a great pronunciation of a French name. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we watched Coma, and it was, I mean, that's just, it's atypical, I think, for uh, for an author to transition like that to film directing, not just right. writing a script. Michael Crichton directed a bunch of stuff. He did. He wrote and directed Westworld, Westworld, Westworld. with yeah. Yul, Yul Brenner, um, which is basically Jurassic Park with cowboys. Yeah, it's a Kuroto Jurassic right. Park. Right, it's with just a, it's a, Yul a Western amusement park full of uh, cowboy androids, and uh, the Yul Brenner sheriff one goes crazy. I think a, a few others go crazy. But it's mainly you. Brenner's the T Rex of this. <laughs> of this, uh, and that's probably true about him in most. Oh, things. sure, yeah. yeah. Anastasia, like, he's the T Rex. Yeah, King and I. So he's. Uh, it's going to be a show on HBO. Really? I don't know how that's going to work. There was a sequel too, right? There was a sequel movie. Yeah, but Michael Crichton was involved. Oh, I mean, he's not involved with the HBO <laughs> yeah. show either. Right. But I don't know how they're going to do that because I mean, I guess every week. The cowboys are going to go crazy. That does seem and hard then to sustain. They're going to fix it and be like, but next week. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure they won't be bothering us anymore. Yep. <laughs> the next week. You guys, you'll never guess. <laughs> Not again. Yule Brenner bot went crazy. Uh, why do we keep making Yule Brenner bots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yule Brenner bots. Uh, yeah. After Andromeda Strain and uh, the Terminal Man, he just uh, exploded. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he got the great train robbery and stuff. He did Congo. That was turned into a movie yeah. about the killer apes. Right. Sphere, which creeped me out when I first read it by myself. Uh, Rising Sun and Disclosure were turned into movies. Michael Crichton. Okay, this yeah, is cool. Yeah, I did see Disclosure. So in 1994, this is cool. He was the first uh, He was the first author, and I don't know if it's still true for him, but I can't imagine other people topping this. No. I... 1994, he was the first creative artist to have uh, a number one TV show, movie, and book. That's crazy. Yeah, he had uh, ER on TV. He had Jurassic Park in film, and he had Disclosure in books in 1994. Damn, I love ER. He was just rolling in money. Let's talk about ER. All six foot nine of him was rolling in money. (laughs) Uh, You want to talk about ER? Well, I just love it. I mean, the the the. I wish that Crichton would have like written more because he he just wrote the pilot. He just wrote the pilot. Yeah, Yeah. he had other things to do. Yeah, he He had other books to turn into movies that wouldn't be so well received. The pilot is like movie length. You know, it was written I think in the 70s. Did the pilot have Clooney? Yeah, I've never seen an episode of ER. Oh, it's good. I don't know if you'd like it. But no, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should at least watch the pilot because it's a Michael Crichton thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I read that they did, uh, <laughs> even after like 20 years, they didn't change like anything from his script. Right. They, they updated like the salaries when they t- discussed their salaries to reflect mm-hmm. the times. But um, yeah, he that was Crichton and Spielberg put this thing together and... 
And his only other big contribution was to save the character of Carol Hathaway, who was uh, Juliana Margulies played her. She was uh, uh, yeah. a nurse character for six seasons. And it's in the pilot you know, script, she dies. Yeah. And Crichton was like, you're going to need this character, so maybe you want to reverse yeah. that. And they did, and she went on to become, I mean, even with like 15 seasons, yeah. she's still kind of... Uh, you brought up Spielberg. Him and Spielberg were pretty good friends. He actually... Uh, talked to Spielberg about Jurassic Park before he had written it, uh-huh. and they were working on the movie as he was writing the book. So, oh really? Well, like script-wise and okay. production, Spielberg was looking for the effects people and stuff. But I mean, before he had published the book, they were wanting to. Turn well, at Jurassic that point, Park. he was—he already had quite a few hits. I mean, he was a Michael Gray. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he wasn't an unknown. No, he wasn't. By Jurassic Park. So in 1993, Jurassic Park was adapted into a movie by and Steven your life Spielberg. Was never the same. I, my, I, I can remember to this day how I first discovered Jurassic Park. It's like a life-changing moment. I was at the mall. I was at a mall with yeah. my mom, uh-huh. and there were T-Rex footprints uh-huh. um, on, on the tiles in the, on the mall oh, floor. that's cool. And, like, I'm already, like, I'm about six. Yeah. And I've already got, like, you know, dinosaurs are basically my life already. Uh-huh. So I'm like, T-Rex footsteps, I'd follow these anywhere. Yeah. And I did, and it went to this merchant. We must have been in, like, a JCPenney or uh-huh. whatever it was in 1992. And uh, it was a Jurassic Park merchandising section, and they were playing a trailer for Jurassic Park. And I just remember being like six and like, mm-hmm. what is this? <laughs> and as soon as I saw that trailer, it was like my favorite movie ever already. Well, I didn't watch it until on, on our... Oh, my wife and I was, sorry. Oh, uh, no, it's okay. It's just like being on a tilt-a-whirl. We, we did our honeymoon in Florida, and we went on like the Jurassic Park Don't ride and stuff. And my wife was like, oh, Jurassic Park's such a great movie. And I'm like, I've never seen it. She's like, what? You know, oh, I, I, I think my brain would have had an aneurysm if I was with you at that <laughs> you time. Probably, you probably would have oh. just... Okay, I'm trying to think what all I've read of Crichton. I read, like, Scratch One, like I said. I read yeah. Andromeda's Train. You haven't read a lot of his new stuff. No, well, I, I mean his his more recent stuff. No, I you read, haven't read Next, which is great. I read mm-hmm. that. I read more than half of that on a plane on an eight hour flight. I read more than half of that. I couldn't put it down. Mm. I I have read the two the two his two posthumous releases. I did read. Yeah, so that's kind of rough. So we got Pirates Latitude, <laughs> um, which we which both think, read. But I think Spielberg is talking about putting that into a movie. I, I don't know if he's doing it anymore. He I think he was talking oh. about it. Um, I feel bad for that. I mean. They found Pirate's Latitude, password protected, on his computer. Yeah. He had written it. Please like, don't open. Yeah, Please don't he wrote read. it like in the 70s. Yeah. So if he wanted this published, he would have taken a little bit of time between like, uh, you know, State of Fear and Next and said, you know what, I'm going to polish this script. It, I've been waiting for this. Yeah. No, it was, some of it's good. There's a cool scene where like the pirates are scaling a cliff. To me, it just seems like, you know, it seems like an early draft. Yeah, you know, or at least yeah. by an inexperienced writer, because it, it really it has a moment where everything kind of the kraken. Let's see, just that's say the it. Thing. there's a point where like, the kraken comes in, and you're like, "What kind of book is this?" Late, later, uh, it's very straightforward. Later, Crichton would have like found a scientific uh, explanation yeah. of what the kraken's like. It's really an octopus. But the thing is, there's no transition. Yeah. That, that's what happens. It's like you're going along in this pirate book, and then all of a sudden, it's like. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I it's not you, bad. You know, I, I read it. When I picked it up, I kind of was like, I'm just going to do this with a grain of salt because yeah. I know that if Michael Crichton was still alive, he would not let me read this yeah. book. You know? So I read it and was kind of like, that was fun. Yeah. But I, I, get, I, think why, I, I gave, get why you didn't publish it. I think it. on Goodreads, I gave it three stars because I, I was I like, look, 
Yeah. For a book that was found, for a book that he didn't want published, this is still not. Yeah, bad. it's not terrible. So, it's readable. I mean, I would say it's worth yeah. reading. And you've read Micro. I have. Michael Crichton and Richard Preston. Richard Preston. Yeah, Richard okay. Preston finished the parts that okay. Crichton had it. You know, I this this is the one area where my Michael Crichton knowledge surpasses yours because I've read Micro and you haven't. I can't do it because after I, once I read Micro, there's no new. Michael yeah. Crichton book. They came out in 2011. I have, it's been uh, four years. I haven't been able to do it. I, I own it. I plan to read it. I've got that in Airframe. Yeah. And I can't read Airframe because it's about how flying is not safe. <laughs> and, oh I mean, I, I, you know. You'd be on a bus for the rest of your life. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But I'm also afraid of speed. Yeah. So right. I can't go on any no, public you're transportation. Have to take, like a bike. Yeah. But I've also seen The Bicycle Thief. Oh, darn it. <laughs> so, darn it. Um, I want to because I heard it's almost uh, reminiscent of Jurassic Park in terms of um, I could see that the the action stuff because it's people who are shrunk. They're it's, shrunk. It's actually an ad a book adaptation of Honey, we honey, shrunk, honey, ourselves, honey right? we shrunk ourselves. So and the bugs are just <laughs> yeah. tearing them a piece. Rick yeah. Moranis is like, get out of here! Yeah. Man, Rick Moranis, he vanished. I think he quit. He did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After that, he was like, yeah. yeah. He peaked, I guess. After Honey, I Shrunk Honey, the yeah. direct-to-video thequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Anyway, Micro is really good. Yeah. And I thought, like, I thought I'd hit a point where it was like, okay, this isn't Crichton anymore. Or that it would be mm-hmm. disjointed or sloppy here and there. But it wasn't. I mean, yeah. I really, I don't think you could tell. I mean, you know better than me, but I don't think you'll be able to say, like, oh, no. I've heard his voice is pretty intact in that. I think it is. So. Yeah. I, I really like that one. I mean, but I, I know just to. what you mean about like saving the last one. I my favorite author of all time is Jack Finney, yeah. who um, he's written a lot of things. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Time and Again. We actually just did a book club on Time and Again, yeah. and, and everybody liked it, yeah. so I was happy. Yeah. But um, I have one book of his that my wife got me as a wedding present called uh-huh. I Love Galesburg in the Springtime, and it's the absolute last thing by yeah. him. Can't do it. That that isn't his last published yeah. thing, but I've read everything else. Right. This is a hard book to find, so yeah. I just. I've had it for a decade, and I just can't do it. So you know, well, we should have we'll we'll make a pact, and uh-huh. we'll we'll read it. We'll read our last books together. You know, you read Micro, I read Gilbert. You mean like on our deathbed? Not on our deathbed. Like as we're lying, in, no. As we're like in the hospital, we're sharing a room. And we're both finishing the book. Yeah. I'm like Nick. I'm almost done. Yeah. But I feel like my heart's giving away. And you're yeah. like, no, Eric. You can do it. You yeah. can do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't have to wait that long. We could just pick a time. Like next week or something. Yeah, yeah, like next week, maybe. All right. But yeah, what if next week fine. we're on our deathbed? Oh, my gosh. I mean, just, we're not, we don't have to be That's old to be on our deathbed. That's the thing. You never know. we yeah. got to read them. we got to read them. If somewhere. I get hit by a bus, but yeah. I'm, I'm still okay enough to finish a book before I pass. I'll read it to you. How Thank about you. that? Yeah. I'll read it aloud. Yeah. I'll do voices and stuff. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> voices for yeah. the bugs as well. Yeah, I'll do I'll get you. They don't have dialogue. I'll add it, though. Thanks. I will add it. Yeah, I mean, I've been hit by a bus. I don't know what's what You don't now. know. Yeah, you don't <laughs> I'll know. believe anything you're reading me. Yeah. Um, I'll read you the junior novelization of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Right, yeah. Hey, let's, let's talk about one more of his books. I, um, yeah. Uh, Timeline, which he wrote in 1999. Oh, gosh. Can I, before I, okay, you no, get into it, let no, me just, I know where you're going. Let me tell you. So let's, okay. I, I, I love time travel stories. I love it. Yeah. I mean, ba- I would watch Back to the Future, all three of them, right yeah. now. And that's including Back to the Future, too. I made the mistake of watching the Timeline movie. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, no, it's like the worst movie I've ever seen. It's so bad. And I've yeah. seen a lot of bad movies. Paul Walker. I just watched Mission Impossible 2, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. And I'm saying Timeline is about the worst movie I've I ever seen. I would watch Mission Impossible 2 over Timeline. Oh, me too. And I love Crichton. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't understand what happened. The movie's so bad. It but is. But the thing is... If Crichton hadn't written Jurassic Park, yeah. Timeline would be my favorite Crichton book. 
Huh. And I have friends. We have we share friends yeah. who have read Timeline and love it. Yeah. Because it it's just it's good. It, he's he's got. Yeah. My the, friend Ethan swears by it. He's like, you have to read this. The book. historical the historical stuff he talks about is really cool. Yeah. The action is really it's cool. France, right? It's set yeah. In, it's set in a twelfth century France. Okay. I could be wrong, but it's just cool. And they talk about uh, quantum mechanics because that's how they do time travel um, by making copies of your basically you mm-hmm. so you die yeah. kind of but a copy of you appears in that reality so it's that's, this whole that's dr mccoy's biggest fear yeah but <laughs> the the book is so good i don't know what because the movie almost follows the book beat by beat it only changes a few things except they make everybody not likable yeah the acting's terrible the yeah. characters it's a it's a bad movie yeah. for arthur spotlight he's a pretty pretty interesting guy yeah his nonfiction has also been pretty good he wrote this book travels of just his Life traveling, yeah. uh, exploring the world. I, and I stuff. picked up five patients at a thrift store recently, and uh, you know, by, like his time as a doctor. And I really want to read it because the cover sucked mm-hmm. me in because it was like by the author of ER, by the creator of ER. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so yeah. I bet they'll, you know. So I do want to read yeah. that one. He well, was, we have most of his books in our collection. We have yeah. a lot of them down in the stacks. We have uh, the more recent ones upstairs. We have a lot of the paperbacks yeah. too. So come in and check them out. Audiobooks. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff owes it to him. I feel like uh, the popularity of a book like The Martian almost owes it to yeah. Michael Crichton because it's got it, it is also a book that has like the action and the suspense, but yeah. a lot of hard it science does. in it that yeah, people that, still get through. Yeah, that's a good example. Because and he might have really. That's he, another book where they they do tell you the science. Mm-hmm. There's no way around yeah. that. Well, it seems like I mean I'm sure there's probably others, but it seems to me like he's he was one of the first to make. His books are essentially sci-fi. I mean, they, yeah. they really are, but they're so they're so approachable because they're he manages to blend that so well with everyday life and yeah. you know things that that are they're not that far fetched yeah. when you think about it. You know. Also, so. he wrote Jurassic Park. He wrote Jurassic. So, <laughs> so that's it for you. I mean, that's, that's, that's well. Before we close this author spotlight, in a couple of weeks we're going to do an author spotlight on Joyce Carol Oates. Yeah. Uh, just in time for her visit on October 2nd. Yeah. So we would love to hear some thoughts or comments on Joyce Carol Oates, books you've read, impressions you have, her writing. Uh, Email us, tweet us, Facebook us. Yeah, we want send to them know. on. Send them on so we can discuss them. And I mean, yeah, if there's favorites. Um, yeah. Also, about Michael Crichton, if uh, you yeah, have a favorite. Sure, we'd love some feedback. We'll, we'll read it and see if uh, we agree with you. If you guys hate Jurassic Park, I'll let Nick read it. I'll step out of the room. <laughs> and uh, when I come back in, I'll be like, hey, what's going on? And you'll be like, no, I'll make something just, up. Yeah, yeah. Just, just got through some mail. Yeah. Just, just junk. We don't need it. Uh, but he'll read it. I, I will. I won't listen. I promise. Now we're on to like, just events. Of what's yeah. going on at the what's library? library? If you, if you well, guys have our, made it through this whole podcast, mm-hmm. now we're going to treat you with uh, local events yeah, at local, our local library. Going on. We just finished up the fancy tea party here yeah. at the library. It was, it, was it was a Mardi Gras theme. Yeah. A lot of uh, kids. Um, we had a local soccer team, a uh, girl soccer team, come in and help volunteer with yeah, that. And they were in, the, um, the lionesses helped out. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great group. The place was full of Packed out. We had uh, all the invitations were uh, reserved. Yeah, there was a waiting list even. It yep. Was, yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. We yeah. had some great pictures that we'll be posting up on the website yeah. soon. We got some sweet furniture in the uh, the youth department. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, a, a, a love seat and a chair. They're very comfortable, too. They're so comfortable. Oh, my God. That was the Friends of the Library. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Friends of the Library. They, they got us the, the couch and the, the love seat and the chair, mm-hmm. which is great. The uh, Elks Club. Uh, paid to get the whole oh the youth stacks the, yeah. the youth stacks painted that's like night and day that is yeah. a huge difference the, the walls used to have the power of a black hole and they were <laughs> able to they were able to absorb like the, the light the youth 
library dungeon. Yeah, so you, you send like, kids down there when you didn't want to help yeah, them anymore. Right. They're like, I need a book. I'm like, go down to those stacks. You never want to read yeah. again. Go to the. I, I've heard I've heard kids go down to those stacks and be like, wow, it looks like a library now. Yeah, they, some does. people didn't I mean, even know they seems, could go down there. It seems you know it's it's yeah. uh, we got the colors are vivid. It just seems like yeah. a great it's bright spot. So I love it. Good. Upcoming, what do we got? We're we're working through the book clubs right now. We've yeah, got, uh, you got we have the Mulvaney's and House of Silk. Yeah. Um, Coming up, we are, we're also going to do a special. We mentioned the Martian earlier. We're going to do a special, just one-off uh, book club on the Martian to coincide with the film coming out. I love the Martian. So, I'm going to help you out of that. Really I'm going to be at that book. book club. Actually, a lot of the staff has read the Martian and enjoyed yeah. it. So I'm sure some people will read. People will read it when you put the books out yeah. there for the book club. But I think a lot of people. Have yeah, already I think read there's it. a lot of people out there who already nice. read and it. And you got the movie coming out with Matt Damon. Yeah. It's actually a sequel to his character from Interstellar. I know that's, ex- that's or exactly prequel. what I yeah. thought when I read that. Matt Damon in space. Yeah. I can't. I Those mean, are the two. Well, in September, oh boy, the third Thursday in September. I can't think what that is now. But as we said, Joyce Carol Oates coming October 2nd. Yeah. That's uh, starting to get pretty excited about that. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, the, are, you, are you doing a book club? The, the teen book club in September is going to be Freaky Green Eyes by Joyce Carol Oates. Uh, to get them you know, that was stuff. actually the first book that I read by her. Yeah. Forever ago. It's depressing. Well, I gave, look, you say that. I gave I love it, it. I think it's a great book. I gave it an objective four stars yeah. because I knew it was good. And I read it very quickly, so it, it kept my attention. But at the same time, I just I just don't think the light won out enough. See, I disagree. I think it ends on a very hopeful note. Hmm. But but yeah. I think people will like it one way or another. There, it, it will make a good yeah. book club discussion, I think, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happens in that book. It's, it's yeah. very intriguing. That, that's one of her YA books. She's got five or six, I think. We, we've got a bunch books. in our YA And session. then um, our head of children's services, Katura. We'll be doing a story time based on some of Joyce Carol Oates' uh, picture books. Yeah. So, a lot the darkest of, picture books no, you've ever seen. They're, they're, no, not, they're about like they're a about, cat. Yeah, they're right? about cats. Yeah. About a cat who's trying to get over the yeah. uh, the abusive relationship it no, experienced with no, his father. It's just no, a, it's a different cat. It's just book. a cat enjoying right. life. Right. He's got yarn, yeah. you know. Contemplating the fact that no. it's going to die at 14 <laughs> oh, and how it'll never really have a life that his mother wanted no. it to have. No. Okay, so it's just a cat. <laughs> yeah, it's just a cat. Hanging out in the sunbeam. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yep. But the sunbeam is slowly no. dying. <laughs> okay, it's the last oh, sunbeam on sakes. Earth, Ugh. and the cat's trying to. Boy, Joyce Carol Oates, cat and the last sunbeam on Earth. Yeah, that's, All right. that's what it's called. <laughs> it's not. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Nostradamus. What if I make that my catchphrase? Thanks, Nostradamus. Say something. Like, all right. Hey, Nick, you want to go grab a burger? No, it doesn't work. You have to tell me. You have to okay. say. You have to say something. Just make a statement. All right, boy, that burger was great. No, and it can't be a past date. It's got to be okay. A, you got to you know be what? like, boy, this is going to be a good day. Okay, okay, so, I got something it, right? like that. Uh, we're gonna have so much fun at this cookout. Uh, thanks, Nostradamus. <sighs> I don't know. We'll workshop it. Okay, we'll see what we can is do. that a workshop? No. Okay. All right. So moving on, Jurassic Park. No. We're okay. Done. We're done. No, we're done. Close this, is, this, this puppy. Is it. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, thanks for listening. Please go to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. Or if you don't use iTunes, we're continually updating the website with the new one. Yeah, we'll uh, post so it on Facebook, too. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to know when there's a new one coming out. Uh, and, and the new ones will go live. I think, I think we're trying to keep a Monday schedule. Mondays, yeah. Having them uh, up on Monday. Right, thanks, Nostradamus. <laughs> wow, yeah, that, that, worked. That, was, that, that worked this time. I was waiting. I was yeah. just sitting here waiting for you to say something. Yeah, all right. Um, man, I feel like we should just... Uh, just say goodnight. Yeah. But just keep... Have a pleasant tomorrow. I feel like we just keep dragging on. <laughs>
There's no real getting out of Cut. this. Cut. Goodbye. We're, we're trapped in this. Goodbye. All right. But that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you. I don't know oh why I wrote. Shut up. Shut up.